you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia, and welcome to episode 242 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's episode, it was opening day yesterday, so uh, I don't know why there's excitement in my voice. I watched that game. It was not fun. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Have some nice takeaways from that horrible, horrible loss to the Houston Astros. Uh, some things to keep an eye out for, and why I still think that the A's have a good shot in the series overall, and all of the reasons I think that the A's will not be going 0-162 this year, so stay tuned for that. Um, also, this episode is brought to you guys by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app and join me today. I'm going live at 6.30 p.m. tonight, and you can get in on the action with me. All you got to do is download the app. That is Locker Room, and they are changing the way that we talk about sports. Also, make sure to follow us on social media, at LockedOnA's on Twitter. Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter and in the locker room app 630 today. Be there. Uh, also, if you have any questions for us, please send those to lockdownathletics at gmail.com. So with that, let's get into the, the A's 8-1 to loss to the Houston Astros on opening day. If you've been an A's fan for any amount of time, you know uh, they don't do well on opening days. Uh, last week, I talked about their... Uh, their attempts on opening day, let's call them. They were 7-14 and 14 on opening day since the year 2000, heading into yesterday's matchup, and now they're 7-15. and 15. So most of their wins come against either the Angels or the Rangers, and the Houston Astros are neither of those teams, so the loss does not surprise me. Does it mean that they're not going to make the playoffs at all? No, it's one game. Does that mean that I don't have gripes? No, I have many gripes. But first, let's start off with Chad Pender, because Chad Pender, uh, he looked really good. He made two fantastic plays in the outfield, which uh, really got me going. I was very excited by it. One was against the wall. The other one was a diving catch uh, over to his left. Yes, I had to position myself. He was going to his left. He uh, dove like Superman. Both plays were fantastic. I don't know which one I liked more. Probably the one at the wall. I don't know why. Maybe uh, I haven't seen as many of those. So that one for Chad Bender. He also went two for four at the dish. He got the start in right field. I should have started with that. He got the start in right field over Stephen Biscotti. So uh, Chad Pender proving to everybody that he can play every day. I don't know that that's the route that the A's want to go. But if he keeps playing like this, good luck keeping him out of the lineup because dude is awesome. And I really like watching him play. Uh, Mark Canna went one for four. Ramon Laureano went two for four. He looked good. He had a nice hard hit ball. Really enjoyed that one. Matt Chapman went 0 for 3, but had two hard hit balls. One of them came off the bat at 107.5. That's miles per hour, folks. Uh, at 107.5 miles per hour, it had a 610 expected batting average, and it was a double play. So over the course of an entire season, those are hits that score runs. And that did not happen on this particular day, but, you know, it, it's one game. Over the course of a season, things tend to work themselves out. Um, these... 
got some really crappy umpiring at times, both uh, with Chris Bassett on the mound and later on with Matt Olson being called out in a big situation on a ball that was clearly off the plate. So uh, that was a lot of fun. Actually, I tweeted out after that that, uh, you know, robots are coming for your job at the ump. Uh, not like at on Twitter, but, you know, just in general Robots are coming, and uh, Colin Thoreau, who's one of the A's minor league catchers, is like, no, please, no, robo-umps. So we talked for a minute, and uh, we, we set up an interview. We're going to be talking at some point in the near future, talking about robo-umps. I uh, like robo-umps. He does not, and since he is a catcher, uh, we're going to have some fun insight crossover and uh, hopefully come to a conclusion. Maybe he's going to change my mind. I don't know, but uh, that's going to be a fun conversation. We need to set that up, but get excited for that. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, do it, because uh, we have fire conversations here at Locked On A's. I'm talking to Melissa Lockard tomorrow. That's coming out for you guys next week. But let's get back to opening day because there was a lot. It's opening day. We got to focus on opening day. So uh, back on track, Jason. Here we go. Um, One thing that I did notice from the Astros was uh, their defense wasn't great. Uh, Yuli Gurriel uh, dropped a pop-up that would have been an out. Uh, He just didn't even get a glove on it. So that was weird. Uh, Jose Altuve just held on to a ball too long and uh, the runner beat it out. So thanks for that one. And then Alex Bregman just threw a ball away because he's not Matt Chapman. So basically I'm looking from, from those three guys in particular, but you know, the Astros as a whole, uh, how good's their defense going to be? Because they don't necessarily have, you know, gold glove glove caliber players at a, an assortment of positions. Uh, whereas the A's have them on the corners at uh, Ramon Laureano's gold glove candidate in center field, Sean Murphy behind the dish. Uh, I don't think that the Astros necessarily have the defense that the A's have, and that could be a difference maker moving forward. Uh, obviously the A's did not make them capital or did not capitalize on those mistakes, but it's something that if they keep popping up, other teams might, and that might help out the A's in the long term. So uh, something to keep an eye out for sure. Uh, Zach Granke had a very nice start for the Astros. He ended up going six innings, gave up three hits, struck out four. Very simple start for him. You know, very straightforward Zach Granke start. Their bullpen uh, faltered a little bit, but they got the job done in the end. Uh, Chris Bassett himself went five in a third innings, gave up four hits. He ended up giving up three runs because Yusmero Petit came in and uh, with two on and gave up a double to Jordan Alvarez. That wasn't fun. Uh, let's talk about that real quick. I don't, I, you don't need the rest of Chris Bassett's line. Let's talk about Yusmero Petit. Uh, this is basically been his role for a while now. And at the end of last year, uh, he started giving up a lot more balls to the warning track, like the one that Jordan Alvarez hit for a double that scored two runs. Um, it was a little bit worrisome. And then in the playoffs, he was not the player that we had seen throughout the course of the season. Is it just the Astros? Have the Astros figured him out? Maybe. Is it something that uh, I think would warrant somebody else maybe pitching in those situations? Definitely. Uh, my leading candidate for that job would be J.B. Wendelkin, who can go the same length as Yusmero Petit, but he throws a little bit harder, and he tends to get the Astros out. The Astros specifically, but just in general, he tends to get guys out. But they keep putting him into, you know, when the, the kitchen's already on fire, then they're like, hey, J.B., throw some water on this fire that we started for you and then he does but how about we just throw him in before the fire starts and then we can stay in the game longer that that's my plan if i'm bob melvin is use jb wendelkin in better situations 
Um, that's my takeaway from game one is uh, JB Wendell can, for the win, I like him a lot. Use him more in big spots. Also, Adam Kalerik, he went a third of an inning, gave up two hits. He uh, gave up two home runs, back-to-back shots just to welcome him to Oakland. That was fun. He also walked a batter. So obviously not the start that you want if you were Adam Kalerik. And I, I ended up looking up uh, Jim Johnson's stat line from opening day 2014 when he blew that save. And he did better than Adam Kalerik. So uh, hopefully that's that's the bar right now is Jim Johnson. So hopefully Adam Kalerik clears that bar by a fair amount because uh, Jim Johnson was literally booed out of town. So... Uh, not great times for Ace fandom to show our true colors on that one. Uh, that's probably the worst that we've ever done. Um, anyways, yeah, so not a lot of other good things to talk about. Actually, no, I take that back. Uh, Matt Olson in the first inning, I want to say, uh, had a killer at bat against Zach Greinke. He, I think the at bat lasted 10, 12 there was an 11 in there. Uh, it lasted a long time. And uh, that is not something that you see Matt Olson do quite a lot. He was just spoiling pitches and, you know, fouling balls off and he ended up striking out. But that is, if that's part of Matt Olson's new game plan at the plate, and that's something he can do. Oh man, this could be a very fun season for Matt Olson. Also, uh, Mark Hanna had a couple of solid at-bats just working the pitch count. So it didn't work today or, you know, yesterday as you're hearing this, but uh, I think that it could be a long-term recipe for success. It usually is for the A's over the course of a full 162. We just got to be able to put some wins together, get to the playoffs, and then uh, exploit guys in a quicker manner than over the course of 162 games once we get to the playoffs. So uh, that's, you know, let's not talk about the playoffs yet. It, it's been one game. That Let's toss that to the side. And also just one quick note. I saw in uh, Kai Tom's first at-bat in the big leagues, uh, he got a fastball up, swung right through it. Um, I don't know if that's going to be a hole in his swing. I One pitch. I know, one pitch. But it's something I want to keep an eye out for. So I made a note to look for how Kai Tom handles high fastballs throughout the course of the season in whatever at-bats that they get. So uh, those are some of my key takeaways from the game. Coming up, I'm going to go over some of the uh, pitching matchups for the weekend against the Astros and why I think that the A's have the better pitchers going in the next three games and why that should lead them to at least a series split, if not taking the next three games against the Houston Astros. So stay locked in with Locked on A's, and I'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you guys by betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. Football's over, but the NBA is in full swing. College basketball, the Final Four, is right there for you. So if you're a Bruins fan, put some money on the Bruins. Why not? Also, if you're an NHL fan and the Bruins are your team, put some money on the Bruins again. <laughs> also, uh, also if, you, if you haven't heard, baseball started today. So go, or yesterday as you're hearing this. So... Uh, Place some money on baseball things as well. Um, if none of those things, if you don't like the Bruins or baseball, then they also got you covered for awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. And BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head on over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. And that's why everybody's saying that bet online are your online sportsbook experts. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. 
Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts like myself. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. And also, welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, follow us wherever you like here in podcasts. Uh, leave us a rating and a review if you do, please. We're trying to get up onto that Apple chart. Uh, I think we're at like number 75 right now. We want to get to number 20. So help us with ratings and reviews. I'm pretty sure that's how that works. Uh, also, they're, they're nice to see. From an ego standpoint, it's just nice to hear kind words every now and then. Um, also, you can follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. If you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's get into why I still think that the A's are, you know, obviously they're fine for the season. It's one game, so I'm not worried about the season whatsoever. Oh, they, they lost on opening day. That's never happened before. Weird. <laughs> but the, the pitching matchups for the rest of the weekend we got on Friday. Jesus Luzardo is going against Christian Javier. Uh, Javier did very well against the A's in the playoffs, but he was coming in out of the bullpen. But in two starts against the A's last season, he went eight innings and gave up six runs, good for a 7.88 ERA. And uh, I think that the A's can get to him as a starter because when he was coming in out of the bullpen, he also had three extra miles per hour on his fastball and his slider, and he was just working with those two pitches. You cannot do that as a starter. You got to go with at least three pitches, and so I'm looking forward to a lot of people are uh, getting aboard the the Christian Javier uh, train right now, and I don't know that he's necessarily as good of a starter as he showed as a reliever in the 2020 uh, playoffs, so I'm very much looking forward to seeing how he does on Friday. Uh, because I don't think that it's going to be good. And especially the A's got uh, Jesus Luzardo coming in after a loss. He's hopefully going to be a stopper for the A's long term. So why not start the stopping now and uh, get a win on Friday? And uh, oh, I just remember that they're probably going to be wearing Kelly Greens tonight. Very excited about that. Yeah, get get the first win in the Kelly Greens. That's why they lost on Thursday night because they weren't wearing the Kelly Greens. Now, yeah. Lizard is winning. Easy. It's going to be 6 nothing A's. The end. Uh, so that's one, one win for the A's. Uh, win number two is coming. Cole Irvin against Lance McCullers. Cole Irvin has looked fantastic this spring. I'm reciting these stats from memory, so hopefully they're correct. But uh, 18 innings pitched, a 1 ERA, 18 strikeouts. He had like two walks. Uh, dude was amazing. And he did, you know, six of those innings against the actual Dodgers lineup in his last start. So... Can he handle the Astros? Yeah, should be fine. I'm very much looking forward to Cole Irvin decimating the Astros on uh, on Saturday. So that's another one to look forward to. Uh, as for McCullers, he's a good pitcher, you know, when he's in Houston, but he's not in Houston for this start. He might be in his, in his next start. So uh, be wary of that. But uh, Lance McCullers in Oakland, 496 ERA in his career. Uh, it's been like three starts or something like that. Uh, at In Houston, 251 ERA, just overall. So that is something to keep an eye on. He's not nearly as good away from the Astrodome. I'm going to keep uh, coming up with random things to call their new stadium because I can never remember what it's called off the top of my head. It's Minute Maid Park now that I keep talking. But the Astrodome is where he likes to pitch. And so I think that being in Oakland is definitely working in the A's favor. The A's got Cole Irvin, who has hit every milestone that you want so far. He's clearing all the benchmarks, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does in his first start in green and gold. Uh, again, plug from a couple weeks ago, he was on the podcast after one spring training start. He was fantastic in you know since then, but he was great on the show. So listen to both parts of that. He talked to me for an hour for no reason whatsoever. Um, so 
Thank you again to Cole Irvin, and also congratulations on getting the opening day nod. Dude is fantastic. Uh, just hear about, listen to the first part, and you can see how he attacks batters cerebrally. Uh, he looks at their hands and how they're set up and how he wants to go about pitching them. He's like making graphs and charts and stuff in a notebook. Um, yeah, he's he's putting in the work, and I think that he's going to do very, very well on Saturday against the Houston Astros lineup, no matter who's in that lineup. Uh, and then on Sunday, you got Shamanaya, who, you know, all reliable at this point. Sure, he didn't smile for the camera when they were introducing him during the player intros, but, uh, you know, old reliable Shamanaya at the age of like 29. Uh, good, good dude. One of my favorite Oakland days. Uh, he's going against Jose Urquidy, and a lot of people are saying that Urquidy is like one of those buy low guys for fantasy baseball. Definitely getting on the Urquidy train and all that stuff. Um, I do have one little stat and it's definitely inflated by one start, but in night games in his career, he has a 288 ERA, but in day games and Sunday's game will be a day game he is a 565 ERA in day games. So he's easier to get to in the daytime, you know, uh, when, when the lights are out and whatnot, when the lights have not taken effect, if you will. And this will also be Houston's fourth righty in a row that they're throwing against the A's. Sure, the A's are throwing three lefties in a row, but they're all very different pitchers, um, especially Luzardo, who throws very hard. And, uh, you know, Irvin and uh, Shamanaya, they have very dis different release points because Shamanaya is a giant beast and Cole Irvin is not as giant or beastly. So um, I, I think that that could work into the A's favor, just having four righties going in a row. Um, so yeah, we're going to see how this goes, but I think that the, the pitching matchups right now look better for the A's. Obviously, having Trevor Rosenthal go on the IL to start the season, not necessarily how you wanted to draw it up if you're the uh, the A's and Bob Melvin, but the A's got enough depth in the bullpen, I think. Uh, they didn't use Sergio Romo. They didn't use Jake Diekman. They, they got plenty of guys that can still go out there and get them those big outs when needed. Lou Trevino only threw eight pitches, and he's been looking good. Um, so he threw eight pitches, got three outs. I think that he'd be the third guy in line. Uh, maybe Burt Smith is in there, but he was having a, a weird spring, so I don't know that they're going to throw him into the fire just yet. And actually, if Trevor Rosenthal was not on the IL and Ramin uh, Goudouin had not been added to the roster on Thursday before uh, the game, I think that it would have been Burt Smith in that role given that game situation. So, uh, you know, things change a little bit. Burt Smith is now the depth guy, and uh, maybe he's going to be in bigger situations than they were initially hoping for when he was going to make the team. But, you know... It's it's early. They got plenty of guys in the in the minor leagues that I think will be good for them over the course of the entire 162 game season. I keep harping on it being 162 games because uh, a lot of people are very mad that the A's keep losing opening day. And, you know, it's it's one game right now. I'm not going to overreact just yet. So uh, once they lose five in a row to start the season, then we're panicking. But right now we're fine. It's fine. Anyways, coming up on the show, I'm doing my new segment for this season uh, where I talk about the A's upcoming uh, opponents. The, usually I'm going to be going over the next two opponents for the A's, but uh, since the Astros are one of those opponents, I'm just talking about the Dodgers and then whatever else caught my eye from uh, opening day of baseball. So uh, stay locked in with Locked on A's. I'm talking about the Dodgers and that's weird, but stay locked in. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all of the bars. You've also heard me talk about Built Bar Madness, where they've been putting their own bars against each other in a deathmatch of online voting and seeing which, which one uh, people like the most. And... 
the matchups are done. They have a winner. And to find out, you got to go to BuiltBar.com to find out who won. Or you could also follow them on Twitter at Bar underscore Built. But I'd say, since you're going to go buy, buy some Built Bars anyway, just go to the website. And when you do go to the website and order those Built Bars, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check to see who won today's matchup and who was officially the best tasting protein bar in the world. If you're the type of baseball fan that can't help but get giddy over prospects, we have the podcast for you. Locked on MLB Prospects, hosted by minor league play-by-play voice Aram Layton, is the only daily podcast devoted entirely to the stars of tomorrow. Follow Locked on MLB Prospects on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. And welcome back to the Locked on A's podcast. Again, if you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to follow us wherever you like hearing podcasts. If you wouldn't mind, leave us a rating and a review. If you, you know, you're a wordsmith and you like typing up nice words about nice podcasts like this one, uh, you can follow us on social media at Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. Again, I'm going live on the Locker or in the Locker Room app on Friday. That is today as you're hearing this. Uh, hopefully, hopefully you're listening to this on Friday. If not, what's wrong with you? Uh, so I'm going live on Friday at 6.30 p.m. Getting you guys ready. We're going to watch the first couple of innings of the A's and Astros game. Game two of 162. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's talk about the Dodgers. Uh, the Dodgers lost their game. So if you think that the A's losing their game is bad, the Dodgers are now apparently not making the playoffs either. Um I'm being sarcastic. Uh, other other people that lost today. Shane Bieber lost a game to the Tigers. They're not very good. The Cubs lost to the Pittsburgh Pirates, one of the worst teams in baseball. Um, the Phillies bullpen actually held, which was really weird against the Braves. Uh, the Blue Jays beat the Yankees. There's a lot of things that you could be considered upsets necessarily. Not the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays are actually a really good team. The Angels beat the White Sox. The White Sox are friggin' juggernauts. They beat Lucas Giolito somehow. So yeah, the A's losing to the one pitcher that I think is decent for the Astros. Not a big deal. I think that the A's will be fine. Um, But the Dodgers lost 8-5 to the Colorado Rockies in Colorado. Clayton Kershaw went five and two-thirds, gave up 10 hits, six runs. Five of those were earned. He walked a batter and struck out two. And I have to ask, um, it's rhetorical, but I mean, feel free to tweet at us if you have an answer. But did the A's break Clayton Kershaw in his last spring start, uh, that game that Cole Irvin started, because they hung uh, in that game. He went three and a third, gave up nine hits, nine runs, eight of those were earned, uh, two walks, six strikeouts. Did the A's break him, or was that Colorado just being Colorado? Because uh, the, the Rockies, not a good team either. They just, they traded Nolan Arenado, and Clayton Kershaw's getting beaten around uh, pretty decently. Those 10 hits, okay, let's see. Um, I'm very excited to see what happens with Clayton Kershaw in his second start of the season, which will be against the A's. Uh, The pitching matchups, we actually have those now that the A's have a rotation. Uh, The pitching matchups, we're going to have Frankie Montas getting his first start of the season going against Dustin May is currently the scheduled starter. Then you got Chris Bassett going against Clayton Kershaw and then Jesus Luzardo going against Trevor Bauer. Uh, 
hopefully Trevor Bauer closes his eyes while he pitches because the A's are going to hit the crap out of the ball against him, and I'm really looking forward to it. So uh, that should be either a very fun series or a very disheartening series. One of those two things will come true, and uh, I I think that it's going to be a good one to keep track of. But sticking with the game that they actually just played, uh, the big play of the game, I think, was uh, Cody Bellinger hit a home run with Justin Turner on first base, but Justin Turner thought that the ball was caught and he started running back to first base and he passed Cody Bellinger in in doing so. And so he was called out. So what what should have been a two-run homer ended up being a solo shot for Cody Bellinger because Justin Turner uh, turned around for some reason and uh, maybe just sit where you are at the time and see you know, if, if the ball's coming in from left field, you got enough time. You weren't more than halfway there. You should be able to beat that out. Even if you're, you know, Albert Pujols or one of the slowest runners in baseball, Albert Pujols. Um, so yeah, Justin Turner having really bad back-to-back games. If you take a uh, game six of the World Series into account when, you know, he got COVID and almost <laughs> ended everything right there. So uh, bad back-to-back stretch for Justin Turner. Um, as for the Rockies, how did they do this? If your answer was Chris Owings definitely owned everybody that <laughs> threw him a pitch, then uh, you already knew because Chris Owings owned everybody that threw him a pitch. He went three for three with a walk and uh, he had a triple, three runs scored, a run batted in. Dude has an OPS of 2667 after one game. He had two hard hit balls. And uh, yeah, Chris Owings, MVP of that game easily. Uh, CJ Crone, new addition for the Rockies. He went two for four with a double. Uh, good for him. He's on a fantasy team of mine. Very excited about the prospect of him crushing some dingers. Trevor Story went two for five. He's looking okay. The Rockies starter, Herman Marquez, went four innings, gave up six hits, only one run. He also walked six batters and struck out two. Uh, he got pulled after those four because he goes at 92 pitches, but his ERA looks nice and pretty at 2.25. Chi uh, Chi Gonzalez came in after him. You may remember him from being with the Rangers for a minute. Uh, he's now with the Rockies and... Apparently their first man out of the bullpen when they got a lead. So uh, he did not pitch well. He went two innings, gave up five hits and three runs. It, it, it wasn't pretty, but yeah. So the Rockies, uh, apparently the Kings of the NL West after one game. So watch out for the world beating Colorado Rockies. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much everything that happened in the game that, you know, against the team that we're going to be facing next. So I uh, wanted to keep you guys updated on that. Clayton Kershaw, maybe he's broken. Let's see. Um, I don't think that he's actually broken. It's a, it's a joke that I'm doing. It, it's a bit. <laughs> also, um, one thing that I thought was cool, the best visual of opening day for me was uh, in the early games, all of those pictures of Miguel Cabrera, who hit an opposite field dinger that they talked about on the A's broadcast. Uh, it was snowing in Detroit, and he had an opposite field homer. Uh, he slid into second because he couldn't see the ball. And uh, all of the pictures of him in the snow was just, they were they were amazing. I, I really enjoyed uh, looking at those. I tweeted some of those out. So uh, if you follow us, maybe you can just scroll through and, you know, find them in my timeline. But uh, yeah, they were fantastic pictures of just him, you know, running around the bases in the middle of a snowstorm. So uh, baseball is here and I'm very excited. Don't worry about the A's just yet. Uh, there's still a bunch of these suckers left. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoy. We're going to be doing the, uh, if you 
follow us on social media and you saw the video that we posted after the game, we're going to be doing that as often as possible for games. Um, you know, obviously life gets in the way sometimes, or sometimes, you know, it was a one nothing snooze fest and nobody cared, but we are going to be trying to do that as often as possible. That is one of our new initiatives for the network. So, uh, you're going to be seeing a lot of our faces and, uh, hopefully you like what you see. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that's it for me today, guys. I'm going to be taking the weekend off because, you know, we don't do these on the weekend. But uh, I will be back on Monday and, uh, you know, talking about the, the series that was and getting you guys ready for the Dodgers coming to town on Monday. So uh, that's it for me today. Until next time, stay indoors and celebrate good times. Oakland, keep wearing those masks, and I will talk at you guys on Monday.